serving Johnson County, Texas. Joko Community Radio. Welcome, everyone. Um, Tatiana Miller, and you're listening to How to Be a Human. I am very excited to be back. I've been gone for a while. And um, I've put a lot of thought into today's show because it is a really important topic. And it's a topic that in so many different areas of life in the past six weeks has been just like in my face over and over and over. So today we're going to talk about um, the one-size-fits-all approach. And this is a really important topic because I've been watching TV, which I usually never do because I haven't felt well um, the last couple of weeks. And in doing that, some some pretty evident um, trends um, came up. And one of those is this one-size-fits-all approach. And it's super evident, of course, in the fitness world, right? If you do this program, you're going to get these results. And they show like before and after pictures. But pharmaceutical companies do the same thing. You know, it's always like these happy people in the commercials. And then at the end of the commercial, you hear like the doom day, like this medication could also cause blah, 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 blah. But it all goes into this one size fits all approach. And then, of course, we're right now in the back to school mode. Um. And we know that education has a lot of weaknesses, uh, especially in the United States, because they have a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, children have to fit into this square. Um, if not, you know, they are considered special education or um, they are told that they're lazy or, or whatever it may be. But then it also goes into corporate America. And... Media and corporate America have such strong influences uh, in our lives that it is important for us to be aware of this concept. So I spoke with an economist um, whose entire world is numbers and finance. And, you know, he's been doing this um, for a really long time. Um, He's been watching the trends in the world when it comes to the economy and how they affect us. And he's the one that you know, highlighted for me how the United States in finance is known as like, if you just find a one size fits all approach, then you sell that, then companies make a ton of money. And what they're selling to people is this hope that if they do this, they'll get these results without taking into consideration that um, we're all very unique right? I've talked a lot on this show about emotional intelligence and just realizing that all the different layers that make up who we are affect how we perceive the world, how our bodies function. You know, something as simple as somebody that's from another country, their body's used to different bacteria and germs and things than somebody that's grown up in the United States. So what works for one person, let's say with a medication, might not work for another. So just simple things like that, that it's important to keep in mind because there's so much psychological side effects that come into play with, like I said, something as simple as fitness programs that were being sold when they don't work. 
so now we feel like failures. Now we feel like what's wrong with me instead of realizing that nothing's wrong with you, that the way that they're marketing and selling this product to you is not true, right? For you. It might work for certain people with certain profiles, but it's not going to work for you. So let's clarify what we mean by this one size fits all approach, right? This refers to a standardization, right? Of which is what companies do to try and make everything process oriented to make it easier to market and sell. So the standardized uniform approach assumes that what works for one person will work for everyone. And unfortunately, when it comes to our health, when it comes to our education, this approach falls short, which is why we're seeing thanks to COVID shaking everything up, why we're seeing our educational systems falling apart, right? Because of this, we saw a lot of families pulling their kids out of public school. We saw a lot of families realizing that their children were either being brainwashed to some extent or not given what they needed to another extent or that the curriculums being presented didn't fit their learning style, right? So like I'm a visual learner. If I'm being given everything verbally, then I'm not going to learn the same way that if I was given it, you know, visually. So just simple things like that can make such a difference. But when we're not explaining this to people or where we forget or when we just don't know, we feel like something's wrong with us or like we're doing it wrong. So let's address this one size fits all approach when it comes to one of the most important self-care things you could do, which is preventative health. So Preventative care is all about being proactive. And that means that you're doing things every day, hopefully, to maintain your well being, right? Your health. Um, but this means that there's education behind that because how am I supposed to know what things I have to do to care for myself? with my particular health issues, with my particular circumstances, with my particular resources, how am I supposed to know that if somebody hasn't helped me understand that? And, and these are the key pieces that we're missing, right? Um, and why companies and healthcare systems try to just make a one-size-fits-all approach because it's really difficult. It takes time, it takes energy, and it takes caring first and foremost for companies, doctors, educational systems to do that. And not everything is in place for that to happen. I mean, that is really evident right now with everything that we're seeing. So what does that mean? That means that we, each individual, has to invest in ourselves in understanding what are our needs, what are our unique circumstances. And and that's where I do believe that we need more in understanding how to create equity, right, among all of our unique needs and our unique approaches. So... One of the biggest problems right now in our world is the fact that we are a sedentary society and everything around us promotes this, right? We drive and we're sitting, we work and we're sitting, we go to a show and we're sitting, we go to get togethers and we're sitting. So something as simple like that, as simple as that is not serving us. And part of preventative health means saying, okay, what are the things that you can do throughout the day to be more 
active, to have more movement, to create more circulation, to bring more oxygen into your body. So preventative care is crucial for maintaining our health, but these one-size-fits-all approaches that we're being sold, these overlook our individual risk factors. So what are the risk factors that you as an individual should look into to, cre- to create a profile for yourself so that you can be well? Well, you need to figure out what are your genetics because your genetics are your predispositions to certain ailments. So I just spoke to um, somebody that is uh, really close to me who's relative died of a stroke a couple years ago and they were worried about that and and they wanted to know what could they do to improve their chances of not having the same outcome so they went and they got some genetic testing and found that they don't have that predisposition to have stroke so psychologically that was very relieving right it took it took a huge weight off of them so those are things that you can do um, to know your risk factors right get some genetic testing Then comes our everyday choices, right? Our lifestyle choices. And this is where we are being sold a lot of one-size-fits-alls approaches, right? If you walk 10,000 steps a day, day, then that's all you need. Well, we have to understand where that 10,000 steps a day came from, right? It's an arbitrary number. Some people need less. Some people need more. The only way to know is for you to invest in figuring out what works for you. So, for example... Let's say that um, you're getting a cholesterol screening every year, right? And it might be recommended for everyone, but not always. So some individuals may have other risk factors, right? Like family history or previously diagnosed conditions, which are going to require a more tailored approach. But you cannot know what you need unless you're being proactive about it and thinking about it and not just buying into what you're being told. So we know that some of the biggest health issues in the U.S. are chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension, and asthma is another really big one. And a lot of times that has to do with just what you're exposed to um, and your surroundings and and, and just hygiene and cleanliness. Um, So when we're just trying to go by this one-size-fits-all approach, we're not acknowledging that people respond differently to different things. So if I've been sedentary and all of a sudden I'm trying to be proactive and I'm trying to walk 10,000 steps and well, now I'm exhausted and now I'm going to be defeated and now I'm not going to do that again because I'm like, well, that just makes me tired and not feel good. Instead of creating an approach, right, first start by 1,000 steps, then move to 3,000, then move to 4,000, then move to 5,000. Everybody's resilience, everybody's work ethic is going to be different. So we have to look at all of these factors. So... Part of this well-being approach and being proactive, right, and not falling into this one-size-fits-all mentality is your mental health. So this is where I feel like these one-size-fits-alls approaches are really affecting us, right? We're being constantly bombarded in commercials and TV um, with, you should be doing this, if you don't do this, these are the negative consequences. If you do this, then everything is going to work out for you. And then when it doesn't, we feel psychologically beaten up and defeated. And mental health is an incredibly complex, many moving part situation in all of our mind real estate and in all of our lives. So we cannot say that what works for my mental health is going to work for 
my sons or my husbands or my sisters or my mothers or my brothers, right? Because we're all different. What stresses me out relaxes my husband. My husband finds cooking very stress relieving. Me just thinking about putting a meal together is very stressful. So we have to look at what works for us and not compare ourselves to others. Because this comparison of like, well, the commercial said that it worked for, you know, 89% of people. So what's wrong with me? These things are very damaging. So understanding and addressing our individual needs and circumstances is essential for you not to fall into these traps. So we're now seeing this big explosion of concierge doctors, of personalized healthcare. And this is great. This is this is where the US healthcare system and other systems around the world um, have really left a lot of people behind, right? By just saying, well, this works for the majority of people. We don't know why it's not working for you. This is where autoimmune has become such a um, hard thing to diagnose. And I know because I live with it every day and you just get bounced around from one specialist to the other because nobody knows what quite what to do. You don't fit in the box. You don't fit within the checkoff list. And so I don't know, don't want to deal with it, move on to the next. And so when we can tailor treatments to individual needs versus trying to get them to fit into the one size fits all approach is when we start to get answers. This is what patient-centered care is all about. And unfortunately, what I see day in and day out is non-patient care, right? Is the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies driving the decisions that are having to be made, and it all goes back to money. And this is really, really hurting us. So this is where it's so important for you to be proactive and for you to embrace a personalized approach to your physical care your mental health care, and then all the other areas in your life that affect your well-being. And these these things are things that we've known for a really long time, but because the educational system that doctors are going through isn't teaching them anything about mental health and how it affects the physical body or um, how personalized approaches have better outcomes, then it's not being promoted and it's not being talked about. So these black and white scenarios that were presented are very confusing because we feel like we have to conform. And if we don't, then it's our fault that we're not getting better or that we're not feeling good or, or, or whatever it may be. So looking at things from a black and white perspective is not helpful, right? our circumstances, where we are, what resources we have available, and what we're going to be able to do successfully a little bit at a time is what's going to move us forward to finding answers or to feeling better. And we're going to talk about what factors should we consider when we're trying to resolve any issue, right? Physical issue, mental health issue, I'm not feeling good issue, whatever it may be, right? And the first is, do you know what works for you? Do you know and have you spent time with your identity? 
I talk a lot about this because this is going to be the root of your self-concept. So if I'm running around trying to fit in, looking at everything black and white, and I hear the media, social media, marketing, whatever it may be, telling me like, if you do this, then this will happen. And I do it and it doesn't quite happen. Now I'm just deeper in not feeling good about myself and my self-concept and my self-esteem. And that is how groupthink sucks people in. And that's how peer pressure twists and turns all around us. And then we end up in a situation that we didn't want to be in in the first place. And we know that pressures of marketing and social media and all of that are really, really heavy and they're causing a lot of mental health issues in our young people and in every age group, right? So really spending time with that self-awareness of what are your needs, where are you in your life, and how are you being influenced by outside circumstances like the media, like social pressure, and all of those things are really going to help you not fall culprit to this one-size-fits-all approach. And expectations are a huge, a huge factor in this because I always tell my clients, anytime we have expectations of ourselves, of another person, of a situation, of an outcome, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. And here's why. When we have an expectation, now it's all about the outcome, When we're just focused on outcomes or goals, we're missing the process. And when we are not focused on the process, we're not present. And when we're not present, we're living in the future, being pushed and judged and based on the past. And we're missing the meat of life, right? And the meat of life is living in the present moment. This happens a lot with hard circumstances. So like accidents, illness, losses, we miss the process, right? We're so focused on this outcome of I don't have enough or I'm missing out or um, whatever it is that you're stuck with negative thinking that we're missing out. What is the lesson? Because Hard circumstances offer us opportunities and they are opportunities for us to course correct, breaking patterns, um, not fall into the black and white, but keep ourselves in a green or a red or a pink or a blue or, or wherever you are and that's okay. And so... It's important for us to accept where we are. When we have acceptance in our present circumstances, it's a lot harder to get pushed into the shoulds, into the, if I do this, then it's going to be a magic magic fix. And this brings me back to this conversation I had with this economist, because you know, when we're looking at how did we end up here in many, many circumstances, and you hear the phrase, follow the money, right? Money, power, and those types of 
strong forces that guide corporate America and that guide the media and that guide politics. All of those things are the things that create the culture and the world that we're living in. So they have huge effects on us. But when we can be clear on our identity and our self-concept, it's really hard to be swayed, right? We can take in and accept all of those things that are happening around us, but we don't have to be swayed by it or pushed to one extreme or another by it. That's where conformity and that peer pressure comes into play. So conformity is not conformity, conforming, right? Or choosing to take a one-size-fits-all approach or accepting to fit into some sort of norm isn't always bad, right? Sometimes that's good. Human beings are attracted to like-minded people. It's easier for our brain to adapt to that. We want that, right? That's our comfort zone. And that's not always bad. When it is bad is when we're conforming in order for us to avoid doing what's right for us, where we're just being swayed, right? That's that that just being sheep and, and we know it's not right or we haven't really taken the time to analyze if it's right for us. So this is where... We have to have the self-reflection. The media uses psychology, right, to trick us, to force you to compare yourself and how you're not good enough, how you're missing out, how you should be doing this. And it's not always the right thing for us. They, they use fear-based approaches, approaches of rejection and isolation so that you're forced into acting out of fear, not out of what's right for you. And being able to be assertive is a really hard practice and it's a learned practice and it's, it's one that a lot of people resist um, because it means that you're standing up for what works for you or what's right for you. And that's an uncomfortable thing to start practicing until you understand that your only responsibility is to take care of yourself and that you are unique and that your circumstances are different from others and that we don't we can't always fall into the square that companies, education, people want to put us in. And and this is one of the aspects of life that the more I've been able to, and I've seen other people be able to not try to make ourselves fit into these boxes, the easier it is to do what's right for ourselves. And sometimes that means missing out on things. And you know, there's this new thing, um, fear of missing out. And what I always say to people about this fear of missing out is if you're not there, you weren't meant to experience it in the first place. There was something else you were meant to do, but when we're not present, we miss it, right? We, we don't experience what we're not meant to experience. This is where trust comes into play. And we shouldn't put our trust in companies that are trying to sell us quick fixes because that's the other thing that we haven't even gotten into, why these one-size-fits-all approaches were created in the first place is because human beings want a quick fix. And quick fixes, most of the time, are not going to lead us to long-term solutions. 
this is why food has become such a poison in the United States, right? Most of our food has plastic because it's quicker and cheaper to make it that way. There's a quick fix that is poisoning us every single day. And commercials are selling it to us as a solution to our life. So I want you to see how it's all like a Lego tower that one builds on top of the other. And we all just get swept in the process because we allow it to happen because we don't know any better because education has the same things, right? It all works together. This is where we have to consciously choose what we want to adopt into our lives and what we want to accept as solutions versus really knowing. A lot of times we get tricked into thinking this is the solution without saying, okay, I sounds good. Let's try it and see where it takes us. And we don't do that because we want this quick fix. So there's all these things. I want you to think about it like a, like a web diagram, right? At the center is you trying to deal with life <laughs> and, and, and juggle with all the things that are coming at you. And then you have these tentacles that come out of different things that you have to deal with. And of course, we want quick fixes. But look at where these quick fixes have taken us over a period of, you know, 50 years. When TV dinners came out, right, it was a quick fix to not have to make dinner, And then we became lazier and lazier and more and more disconnected from our choices of how we were gathering to eat and what we were eating. And now we're in a place where families don't eat together, where what we are eating is poison, literally. And look at the impacts that has had on social connections, on um, children and how they're growing up, on your physical health and on your mental health. And this is just one example right? Of media selling you stuff, of us looking for quick fixes and of us looking for a one size fits all approach. So this conscious choosing of what you want to adopt should be at the forefront of your everyday life. And we'll continue to discuss it when we come back. travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1820. 
855-325-1820. That's 855-325-1820. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. Welcome back. I'm Tatiana Miller, and you're listening to How to Be a Human on Joko Community Radio. We're proud to be the voice of Johnson County, Texas, and we're live 24-7 on the TuneIn Radio Network. So make sure to tune in to tuneinjoko.com, and it's the place where you'll find and listen and be able to watch all of the awesome shows on this station. It's available for Android and Apple devices. So simply search your store and check out our lineup and more at jokocommunityradio.com. This episode and more are brought to you by Next Level Claims, making your insurance work for you. So make sure to reach out to your Texas sales rep at 844-839-4245 and be sure to dress your arms and more at thetiffy.com. So we're talking about one size fits all approaches and how not to fall prey to them and the importance of you really knowing your needs and what works for you and what doesn't. And so I had two, two questions that were sent to me um, during the break. And one of them was, um, how do I know if I've fallen prey to one size fits all approaches? And this is a good question because I have found that a lot of people operate in their everyday life um, in this way, right? So we wake up, we look at our phone, we check our email, we check our text messages, and then we respond to whatever has come at us, right, while we're sleeping. Um, and then we just move on about the day with where wherever we have to be and whatever demands come upon us. And that is called a reactive approach, right? That is a reactive approach to what comes at you and you respond to it. And yes, sometimes we have to do that in life. Like I got in my car yesterday and I had a huge crack on my windshield. Of course, I have to react to it and respond to it and get it fixed. But that should be a problem-solving approach, right? And we can't live our life in a problem-solving approach all the time because in order to prevent problems, we have to start to implement a proactive approach to our life. And so a proactive approach is something like this, right? I wake up and 
I do something that anchors me in being centered. This is where this self-concept of knowing who you are, right, and addressing those needs for you comes into play. So for some people, they wake up and they go for a run. Some people wake up and want to drink their coffee. Some people wake up and want to read the Bible. Some people wake up and do yoga. This is going to be unique. This is where one size fits all does not apply to us, right? This is going to be unique to what works for you. What makes you feel centered in yourself? For some people, it's prayer. For some people, it's meditation. For me, it's both, right? I wake up in the morning. The very first thing that I do is do my meditation. I haven't even gotten out of bed and I've already meditated. Then I make a list of what I'm grateful for. Then I pray for the things that are heavy on my heart or my worries, right? So the first half hour of my day is centered around my self-care. How can I make myself wake up and feel centered in myself and in control of my life versus waking up and responding to everything? Because now we're, we're already out of control, right, when we're reactive. So when you take a pro- proactive approach to your life, you're in control versus life being in control of you. And this is where this conscious choosing of what you want to adopt comes into place. So this is where sometimes, yes, I fit into a box or a mold, but I remain true to my needs, right? If I'm choosing to fit into this box or to this mold of an organization or a requirement of something, it's because that is going to work for my needs in my life, in my present moment. Not, I have to do this in order to, right? It's the opposite. So we see a lot of people that have high, high stress levels. And what we don't understand is that when we live with high stress levels, with chronic stress, that is our bodies right? That is our bodies telling us what you're doing isn't working. I don't like this. It doesn't feel good. Not working for me. And we ignore it and we suppress it and we continue and we continue and we continue. So understanding what we're doing that is hindering our ability to feel not stressed right, is one of the key factors of this. And this is where it's really, really important for you to consider these factors, right? Are you in tune with yourself, with your identity, with your needs? Are you letting social norms and expectations set you up for disappointment, for frustration? Because here's the thing. So There are certain expectations that are put upon us that we're never going to be able to meet these expectations. This comes a lot into play with personal relationships, right? When we expect other people to fill our needs or our voids, that relationship is doomed already, right? When we give up these expectations and accept other people for who they are, 
then we're not expecting them to fit into our mold that we created that they're not mind readers and can know. This is where a lot of miscommunications and tensions and relationships begin. So one of the things that we're not doing in our educational systems, in most of them, and we're not doing in health, is critical thinking. Critical thinking allows us to sort through the black and white, right? And to sort through the noise and to do our homework. So let's say that I'm trying, looking into a one-size-fits-all approach. Let's say it's a simple fitness program, right? I see it on TV. I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. I think I want to try that. Critical thinking allows us to analyze and evaluate information, right? The arguments that they're throwing at me is that, 55% of people that do this exercise program lose 10 pounds. Okay, let me look into who these people are. Are they real people? Are they made up people? Were they paid? Right? This is where critical thinking, you use logical approaches, not emotional approaches. And this is where commercials, media, all the people that want to sell you stuff, they use fear, right, to bring up emotions so that then you react, This goes back to us reacting to life versus being proactive. So anytime we're basing decisions based on emotion, we're we're not making a rational decision, right? We're not using our conscious awareness to make choices. So when it comes to making choices for our well-being, stopping, moving away from the emotion, using critical thinking, that's going to play a vital role in ensuring that your decisions are based on accurate information, not them using your emotions or making you worry, right? And once we know, okay, is this real information? Are these real people that the system worked for? Maybe I do need it. Maybe it will help me. After you've moved away from emotion and fear and I'm missing out or I'm not good enough, after you've moved away from that and you do your research, then you have to see if that aligns with your personal values and goals. Like, I don't need to lose 10 pounds. So what else about this is it attractive? Is it that the music is fun and I like to dance? Asking yourself, right, sorting through what it is that's pulling you in to whatever it is, right, a food, a service, whatever it is that's asking you to invest your money or your time into something to offer you a quick fix, we must take these steps, right, to sort through the information. And unfortunately, the same thing happens in relationships, right? A lot of people will manipulate us, bully us, harass us, put us down into thinking that without them or without this relationship or without this job, we're not not worthy of anything else or we're not good enough for this. So analyzing information means that you're carefully examining what's being thrown at you, not just taking it for what it is, right? And it requires questioning, And we're being told now a lot lately that if we question we're bad or we're wrong or we're not buying into what's being sold. But questioning means you're assessing the credibility, that you're making sure that what's being given to you as as proof is reliable. And you're considering the source. 
commercials have a huge effect on young people, right? And they teach them to buy into the system. And when we're not teaching our children and we're not remembering ourselves, right, that we have to consider who's paying for this? Why do they want to sell us this, right? Is there anything else that they're trying to get me to do. What's happening now a lot with these one-size-fits-all systems, right? And it's even for educational systems, right? Like tutoring services, um, things like that, is that people want us to give monthly payments. Because, yes, a lot of these driven mechanisms that make us unhealthy, that make us doubt ourselves, are all about making money. So make sure that you are evaluating evidence, Make sure that you're looking for real people that have used these programs. I remember when I had my back surgery, um, and I, I wanted to find a success story, right? I, I wanted desperately to know that me doing this and taking all these risks and giving up, being able to have a life for so long was going to be worth it. And I couldn't find anybody online that had anything positive to say except one guy. And he was a person that said, yes, it hurts. Yes, it sucks to have this surgery. And the only way it has worked for me is for me getting up every day. And even though I'm in pain, doing my rehab, and most people fail because it hurts too much to do the rehab and they give up. So they end up you know, gaining weight and not recovering from the surgery because they give up because it's painful and uncomfortable and nobody wants to do the work. I found one person that said that. And thank goodness I found that one person that said that because it really motivated me to know, okay, there's no positive success stories out there because nobody's done the work. And the day after I had my surgery, I said to the doctor, I want to get up. He said, are you sure? Most people don't because it's painful. And I said, no, no, I'm going to do it. And I truly believe that's one, that was one of the factors that led me to have a full recovery. And so make sure that you are identifying... If there's biases behind what you're reading, what's being sold to you, because this is very real. Can we recognize how different decision-making processes have affected the outcome? Can I recognize how I can't just buy into this that's being sold to me, right? Because there's a process that comes with it. Everything that is trying to tell you that it's a one-size-fits-all approach comes with a process. And most people don't follow processes because we've lost that ethic of one step at a time, right? We're too worried about the end goal that we miss the process. We miss being present in the process, right? It's about the journey, not the destination. And I heard somebody um, comparing you know, life processes to hiking. And I, and I happen to love hiking and it really turned on a light bulb for me. And that was that hiking isn't about getting to the top of the mountain or getting to the end of the path. I mean, yes, it is about that, especially out and back hikes, but it's more about what you see along the way. And it's more about just taking one step at a time. And it's more about just showing up in nature and taking it in and moving along the process, right? So this is where different perspectives come up and different viewpoints, right? You're hiking usually to see what you can't see from your starting point. 
And that's what the process is about. So quick fixes are going to take us to miss the process. And a lot of times it's in these processes of healing, in these processes of overcoming hard circumstances, in these processes of trying to figure out what you want to do that we grow and that we understand that with every choice that we make, there's pros and cons. So this critical thinking I'm asking you to do, it's going to involve weighing what your actions are doing for you. And sometimes there are short-term benefits and sometimes the short-term like me with my recovery, it wasn't easy, right? In the short term, it was hard. In the long term, there was a benefit. And a lot of times we avoid being uncomfortable. We avoid short-term hindrances or, or, or hard circumstances. And that just ends up prolonging our pain, prolonging our illness, prolonging our inability to, 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 to shift circumstances. And so problem solving is never about quick fixes, right? We have to look at identifying what are the real challenges to our well-being, to our inability to be where we want to be. And most of the time, the solution is in the problem. I love this quote by Deepak Chopra: the solution is in the problem. But this is where out-of-the-box thinking comes in, right? We have to consider alternative options. Maybe not what we think we should do. Maybe something we hadn't considered. And this is where reflection really is going to come into play. A lot of times we're desperate, we're vulnerable, we want a quick fix. So we adopt it and we put all of our hope into it because we think we're done. But we're never, ever, ever, ever done. If there's something that I've seen play out over and over and over again in the past three and a half years, ever, ever since COVID started, with businesses, with companies, with health, with education, is that we're always trying to avoid discomfort. We're always trying to avoid pain. But that's just a part of life, right? And those products, those companies that are selling us that we, ha we can avoid it, these quick fixes to run away from it, to not have to deal with it. When we buy into that is when we suffer because it pulls us away from acceptance. It pulls us away from our journey and from our present moment. And it inhibits our ability to make well-informed choices because we're just yearning for the discomfort or the pain or the problem to stop instead of embracing it, looking for what we can learn from it and then allowing ourselves to make decisions to move forward in a different way. But desperation and vulnerability set us up for putting these expectations that I talked about earlier in the show into everything disappearing. So, I invite you, with whatever hurdles you might be encountering here as summer ends, to slow down the need to fix, to end, to get away from, and consider 
what would be another option? Why am I wanting to end this, fix this? Why am I searching so badly? I heard somebody the other day say um, they were giving sort of their rendition as to, you know, why we were in such a vulnerable place, um, the United States as a country. And they said, well, it's because every person is so worried about finding their next dopamine fix. And this is so true, right? I've talked about this before, how our phones, electronics, um, the media has trained us to just look for the next feel-good thing. And yes, it's important to enjoy your life and to feel good. But when that's all we think that we should be doing and think that we should be chasing, it sets us up for buying into these things that are not going to help us. So I encourage you to, whatever this brought up for you, whatever you were like, oh my goodness, yes, this was me and I fell into it. Don't judge yourself, right? This is not black and white and like you're wrong or, or, you, or you were stupid for falling in. We all fall into it because none of us want to um, suffer. None of us want to feel not good. But I invite you to remember this hike that life is, right? This roller coaster that life is. Nothing ever stays static. We're never going to just stay suffering. We're never just going to stay in lack, right? Things shift all the time. Our bodies were designed to help us and to shift. And, and, and life by design is that. It's this roller coaster that takes us on highs, takes us on lows. But your job is to find your steady so that when you have good times, you can come back to steady. When you have hard times, you can come back to steady. And there's going to be times in life when that's a lot more challenging than others. But that is the cycle of life, right? When we look at nature and we look at a storm, we know it's going to pass. When we look at weather like we've been having in Texas where I am, where it's like an oven, 115 degrees, what are we left to do but embrace it and know that things are going to eventually cool down? But finding quick fixes, right, that's not going to change the weather and it doesn't change life. And conforming or buying into solutions that are not real or that are just made to take our money or to force us to keep buying into these systems is going to continue to hurt us. So whatever quick fix you're searching for, I invite you to try to look at it from a different perspective. Why do I want to run away from this? What is it that um, I could do differently to perhaps not let it affect me as much as it is affecting me. And believe me when I tell you, I understand this. I totally understand. I've been in this. I have to remind myself of this. So embracing flexibility is what I'm inviting you to do. And I'm not saying stretching, right? Going to a yoga class. I'm saying recognize that your needs may change over time. What right now seems the end of the world. We see this a lot of times, right? Like I have a teenager and a preteen and I see it all the time. What to them seems, you know, to be this huge issue. We look at it as adults and we almost laugh, right? Because we're like, this is fine. You're fine. It's no big deal. But to them, right, where they are in their perspective, it's a big deal. And I get it. A lot of us are there with big deals in our lives. But remember 
as time goes by, as your perspective and awareness gets bigger, maybe there's going to be a day where you look back at this like we look at our youth and say, no, it's not a big deal. Everything is going to be okay. And this is where wisdom comes from, right? We see as people age, they take things less seriously most often because they know that this too shall pass. So I invite you to embrace this flexibility, right, with, with your present moment and recognize that your needs and preferences are probably going to change and be open to adapting your approach instead of wanting to run away from it, right? This, this conscious awareness of acceptance in our moment. And this is where we're going to be able to stay flexible and willing to look at the big picture, Sometimes that means that you need to surround yourself, right, with, with, with a support system. And that's very, very important. But this will allow you to not rush into quick fixes. Rather, look into an approach that's going to work for you, where you are with your needs, fitting into your circumstances. And this is what being proactive is all about versus reactive. So next time you're faced with wanting to fix something quickly and run away from it. Remember, what are the long-term impacts of it? And is this temporary fix really just going to cause me more aches and pains in the future? And always remembering that being proactive sometimes is a little bit harder than being reactive, right? Because when we're being reactive, we, we think we're protecting ourselves. We think we're defending ourselves. We think we're going to solve something. But most of the time, it's an everyday choice of doing what you can, when you can, for what works for you. And easier said than done, but when we look at health and well-being as a whole, we realize that it is our everyday choice and our everyday mindset of growth, not being fixed, right, but mindset of growth that really is what plays into long-term well-being, into long-term sense of satisfaction, into long-term sense of fulfillment, which essentially is what we're all chasing, right? We don't want to hurt. We don't want to be uncomfortable because we want to feel fulfilled. We want to feel peace. We want to feel happy. We want to feel like we're good. And this happens with the totality of our choices, right? Not just how we react to things as they happen to us. And this does require a shift a lot of times in how we're seeing things and what we're attaching ourselves to versus what we're allowing um, to happen to us. And we can't control what happens to us, but we can control what we do in our everyday life with our everyday choices. So I invite you to... Think about all the things that we discussed today. Look at the factors in your life that might be causing you to jump into these quick fixes. Reach out to me, as always, if you need to. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Tatiana Miller. If you have any questions, um, if you have anything that you want me to, to, to talk about, always feel free to reach out to me. But I invite you to have a great next week of choosing one thing to be proactive about in your life and watch things shift. So thank you so much and have a great weekend.
From Burleson to Venus and Grandview to Godley, this is the voice of Johnson County. Joko Community Radio.